Hello, everyday leaders. Tonight is Tuesday. It's April the 6th. And I am coming to you from Indianapolis. It's Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders from the Everyday Leaders studio. I am really thrilled and honored because tonight I am bringing you one of my friends that was on the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, gosh, a couple of years ago, Jesse Cruz, because he'd written a book called Live Your Dash. Now, some of you may have heard the, the old um, story, right, about the person that is actually living the dash. So you go to the cemetery and you think about the dates on your tombstone, the day you were born and the day that you die. And how are you showing up to live your dash? How are you showing up to live your life so you will be remembered and the legacy? And so how do you do that? So my friend Jesse Cruz is here because I loved the first book. And next week, he's going to become a two-times. We're going to help him be a best-selling two-times author. And so, Jesse, thank you very much for coming on tonight and sharing your story and your journey because you give us all hope that even though we're grieving, tomorrow is a is a better day. Today is is what we make it in our choices. So thanks for coming on and sharing. Melanie, thank you so much for having me on this show uh, for the second time. So I feel honored and privileged to share this space with you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, your journey, uh, for people that don't know, I would love for you to share, you know, as, um, as a two-time author, but the first book you were inspired because of your daughter. And so I would love for you, the people that haven't listened to uh, your story or the first podcast with us, you know, take us back to, you know, what, what you're doing right now in your life. What inspired you um, to write this first book? Absolutely. So, you know, years ago, uh, my wife and I, we were trying to have a child. And after years of trying, um, it didn't happen, you know. So I started to lose hope in the possibility that it could be a reality for us. And then one day we were blessed with the opportunity to have a child. And so we got very excited. You know, we already had two girls. And so this would be another child to the family. And all of a sudden, as time's going by, we're getting more and more excited. We can't wait for this child to be here. Our child was set to be due in May, um, but she was born premature and was born four months early. And strong hospital, Rochester, New York. And she was only one pound. I could literally hold her in the palm of my hand. And so my first meeting with my daughter was not like anything I ever imagined, but it was also everything I imagined all at the same time. And it was just an amazing moment I got to share when I finally laid eyes on her. And she, you know, her being one pound and being that premature, she was the most high risk child in the whole um, hospital. And from that experience, you know, she has good days and she had some days that were not good. So there was multiple times where my daughter would be doing fine on this breathing machine. And then there'd be other days where I would watch her flatline. And then I'd watch her come back to life. And then I'd watch her flatline. And so one day on the 42nd day, she flatlined for the final time. And so what do you really do with that? When the person that you love dearly dies in your arms? And so I've spent years um, 
trying to process that loss and I'm grieving through it and I'm going through it. And you know what? I knew that for me to get it all out, I had to write about it because that's the only way I could share my feelings of what I was going through. So, and that's how my first book came about was that I had eight different areas in my life that I was struggling with through that grieving process. And I believe all eight areas of uh, my life is the same for everybody else's life. We all have these eight different areas um, that we have to work through to become successful, to get over hurts and to get through grief and to be um, thriving and growing as leaders. And so I wrote this book called Leave Your Dash, Discovering the Eight Apps to Freedom. And so because of my daughter, Faith, I wanted to honor her and carry on her life and legacy. And, and that's why I wrote the book. And it's powerful because everyone, especially right now, and I re- really wanted to celebrate you, uh, the timing is of the essence because we've just been suffering the last year of people having to show up differently in the world. We're all grieving the loss of something, a family member, a job, a relationship, a home, a, you know, so many people have transitioned and have different lives. And so everything that we have lost, we go through the same process. And that's why what you do and your message is so powerful because you're motivated by what affected you. And it's, it is very personal. Grief is so personal. And so we all deal with it differently. Um, but having a structure and a process to kind of come out on the other side and be able to be okay through it is what, what your real message is, your heart of learning. Like it wasn't easy, but uh, being able to now pour into other people and, and, um, and you know, to create that, that security and that strength and that faith, um, I think is, is why people really connect to you, Jesse, because it is from your heart and um, the experience we have to take with us, right? It's something grief you can't hide. And that's what I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from you is you have to really step into that and go through the steps in the process. Absolutely. I mean, you know, grief is a thumbprint, meaning it is unique to the person that holds that grief. And grief is just a form of unfinished love. It's having all this love in your heart with no place to distribute it because the person that you love dearly is no longer with you. Or that circumstance or situation that you loved is no longer there for you to have. And so, but and grief will come in random moments, whether it's a song or whether it's a smell, a taste, a person, it could be anything. And, you know, people just need to accept the fact that we're all different. So we're all going to grieve differently. And there is no time limit on the grief. Just understand that we need, we need to learn how to get better at managing the grief doesn't mean it ever goes away because that grief that still exists is just a representation of the love that still exists in your heart for that person or that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so important about what you've learned is um, how to express that, right? Because uh, it is difficult, right? When, especially when I think about COVID and the timing of this, because what I feel is so many lives have changed through this last year and when we go back to whatever this new normal looks like, right? People, um, I, my message is I really want people to have grace to recognize that other people may have had significant losses. Um, and so how to adapt to that, right? How to connect and communicate with people and, and appreciate 
um, what they may still be suffering with and haven't gotten to that transition of, um, of really knowing how to express, you know, that loss. So I think you have such a gift of saying, I've gone through this and I want to help others. Uh, and I know that you have a Facebook group that you've created for people to really understand the process and be a supporter uh, and a connector uh, to help them through that. Right. Yeah. Um, the name of the group is loss of a loved one for those who are on Facebook. You know, and we created a space there for people to just share um, because a lot of times the topic of grief can kind of be just keep it to yourself because it is so personal and it is um, so painful that it can be maybe awkward or unsettling to think that you could share online with whether it's people you know or complete strangers. But, you know, there's people on there sharing their hearts with me. I don't know everybody in the group. I know some of them. Um, but I'm getting to know people every single day because you know, that's, the, that's the amazing thing about the grief is that it really does have a way of connecting and bonding you with other people who have experienced grief that is similar. And so, you know, it's kind of become like a family environment, you know, for people just to share open and honestly. And I think that's how people heal is when they're really honest with the thing that breaks their heart the most, that's when they become their authentic selves. And that's when you have the most room to grow because now you have nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. So I brought this up um, here on the screen. So I want people to really be able to connect to this. So if you're on Facebook and, um, and you can go and join this group, it's a public group, loss of a loved one. Uh, and it's powerful because it's a place, it's a community where you can, you can really step into the steps um, and, and just share right? It's a place to share. So holding that space, right? That's exactly right. This is a Facebook user. Sorry, your name's not appearing on here, but right. Holding the space for people to grieve is, um, it's a gift, uh, and it's a vision that you see as a leader. And so, um, I really want to, to celebrate this Jesse and have people, um, have a place to go to especially connect to you. Um, Absolutely. so yes. Um, we have someone else. Yes. Grief is a thumbprint. Um, it's so true. And we've all gone through this, just like we've all been affected in the last year with, uh, you know, what we've been dealing with, with COVID and the pandemic, we have all had this sense of, of loss at some point in our lives, or we will. So learning the strategies, um, and those eight steps that you described in your first book, uh, live your dash. And I wanted to, um, to give you some time too, because I know you have a new book that's coming out next week on Tuesday, it's going to be released. Right. And so <laughs> this is kind of the drum roll. <laughs> We're excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> and it is awesome. Uh, it is awesome. I'm so proud of you because being an author, finding that space in your heart to say, I want to discuss things that are painful for me. And I'm going to put that out to the world. That's a scary place. And you have to work through that yourself. And how am I representing what I feel in my heart? And so talk to me about the second book and what's been the inspiration. What are we going to find in there? What are you going to teach us uh, through this second book? Absolutely. So uh, my second book is a day-by-day -day account of what we went through 
um, with my daughter. Whereas the first book is just reflecting on life lessons. This is more of day by day, moment by moment in the hospital room, in the delivery room, in the NICU unit, going home. This is a every moment by account that I can recall through my grief process leading up to it, you know, while we were going through it and how we've been adjusting after she passed away. And the name of the book is Losing Faith, Finding Hope. Because let me tell you what, I'm a man of faith, but during that time, I lost it. There were moments I questioned the existence of God. I, my beliefs were um, all over the place because I didn't know why I was going through the things that I was going through. You know, and ironically, my daughter's name is Faith. So my faith was being tested, not only spiritually, but literally my baby girl Faith was, was suffering every single day. And so there were moments where I just had no faith left to give because seeing her in that condition caused me to have no faith at all. Hmm. And then watching her come back is what gave me the hope. And then, so that's why, that's where I find the hope is that the hope is that I am going to connect with her again. The hope is that I am going to see her again. The hope is also in the healing. The hope is also in the story because everybody has a story. And so what I realized through this journey is that when a person is brave enough to share their story, that's where their healing happens. And once the healing starts to happen, then the hope can grow because hope really comes from hurt. It comes from some hurt and some pain, and that's what makes us want to desire the hope. And so I'm thankful that I was able to put this all out because it's the most intimate and personal moments of my entire life that I never thought in a million years I would share with anybody. But that's what I have to do because it's what gave me hope to keep going. And it's going to give other people hope because they're going to see they're not the only ones who've lost something. I lost my daughter, Faith. I also lost faith in many things. We've all lost faith in something. So how do we find that hope again? Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now, Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. Find it through the healing. Find it to sharing our story. And that's that's what the losing faith and finding hope is all about. You know, my heart just goes out to you every time that I think about what you've experienced. And then I look around and say, there are so many other people that need to hear what you have to say because they're struggling. So I wanted to share your Facebook page. This is um, just Jesse Cruz, Live Your Dash, and I'll put this across um, the screen here in a second, but I wanted you to see the cover of this new book. So losing faith, finding hope. What a great cover. What a great cover, a great memory, a great tribute um, to your daughter as well. Thank you. I have to say um, a big thank you to Eric G. Reed. Um, without him, this wouldn't have happened because 
know, he, he's the one that made this book a reality with all his hard work and dedication and his team. So thank you, Eric. That is awesome, Eric. And I know you're on here tonight. You've been commenting here. So uh, yes, losing faith, finding hope. Um, it does release April the 13th. And so your message to people that are experiencing this transition, if they've not yet gotten to the stage of, uh, you know, being able to even accept uh, what's happened, right? Whatever that is, going through that anger, right, of, of loss. Um, walk us through those steps, Jesse, because I think it's really important for people that are listening, um, people that are going to watch this on the replay. What's the biggest hurdle as you're starting this journey? I would say one of the hardest things can be is still trying to have an identity that's not directly always attached to what you lost. Because I truly believe, obviously, you know, my daughter dying in my arms is something I'll never forget. It's always going to be a part of my story in my life. Um, but if I focus all my attention and energy on her death, I will never be able to celebrate her life because I was given 42 days with her. It's 42 days nobody can ever take away from me. 42 days memories that I'll get to share for the rest of my life. So I got to be thankful for those 42 days. And one of the hardest things I think for anyone who's going through grief is to know that they can still love and they can still live and they can still laugh after their heart has been ripped out of their chest. It is possible. It takes time. And don't, have, don't feel like you have to rush to heal. You know, it is a process. It does take time. And so for me, part of my healing process was writing. You know, for somebody else, you know, it may be speaking. For somebody else, it, it may be planting a tree. It may be cooking something. It may be having a new profession. It may be having a nonprofit starting a fundraiser, it could be anything. And there's no wrong way to grieve. You know, as long as it's done in a healthy way, it is life giving. And I think sometimes because of, we're so heartbroken um, that we think it's impossible for us to ever have that heart filled up again. But what I've learned through this grieving process is that, you know, even though something's lost or a situation was lost, what we have to do is use with what's left, you know, although I lost my daughter, I, you know, I still have a wife, you know, I still have children. I still have my life. I still have friends. I still have family. You know, I still have so many things. And it's hard to think about all those great blessings that we have when the only thing we want is the one thing that's left. Mm -hmm. And that's why I would encourage those to have a thankful heart. Be thankful for what you still have. Be thankful for what you did have with that special person or situation that you lost. And so I would just encourage everyone to be intentional about your healing. It doesn't happen on accident. You gotta wanna heal first. Because let me tell you what, there were moments I was so dark, so deep in depression, I didn't wanna live anymore. Let me tell you what, when you don't wanna live no more, it's hard to heal. And there's no 
I can't give you a perfect answer to get you from a place of complete despair where I was at to healing and sharing with the world and what I'm doing right now. But I can just say this, that it does get better. Not the fact that the, the pain goes away, but you learn how to manage it better. The pain's always going to be there because your love's always going to be there. But you can use that love that you had for that person and situation. And you can channel in a way that makes a difference because you're not the only one. And if you don't want to feel that way, there's other people who don't want to feel that way either. So that's why I do what I do. I write, I speak, I share my story because I know what it's like to feel completely hopeless, completely lost and not want to be alive anymore. And that's a scary place to be. So I would encourage anyone who may be going through some type of loss and grief, have the courage to heal, intentionally choose to heal and help other people because there are people counting on you to share your story to help them heal. Amen. You know, and sometimes I just, I think it's so important that we talk about this because the way people grieve differently, right? It is so personal. And uh, for those that, that think nobody will understand, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. Just going to keep it to myself. I'm going to grieve in silence because nobody will really respect. Um, maybe I want to be private about this. Um, and so uh, doing the right thing, right? I think coaching people to be able to know how to be around others that have had significant loss. And, and I think that's important because some people don't know how to show up, right? You're not sure what the right thing is to say. Um, you're not sure how to maybe advise uh, how, to, how to get involved um, in the community or, or have memories to celebrate, right? And, uh, and so what are your recommendations for people, Jesse? I, I know it's, it's really tough because, you know, as you're going through it, you're, it's a personal experience. And so... Um, but I think, so why I say this is, I think doing what you feel is right is always the right thing. If you want to reach out, um, you know, because it's from your heart. This is, you know, it's interesting. You asked this question. Somebody just asked me this question and, um, what worked for me is something so Amazing. I'll never forget it. So everybody has their own responses. Let me tell you what, I had my fair share of um, very insensitive remarks. Um, some people who just did not, I wish they had never said anything to me at all um, because it was that bad. I had that, um, but that was the small minority. You know I mean? That was a very small percentage. Most people were handled it very well. Um, but let me tell you, you know, one person in, in particular, he did not give me any Bible verses. He did not give me a motivational quote, an inspirational speech. He didn't even give me words of wisdom. All he did was cry. He cried with me. When I told him my daughter died, he just cried. And then shortly after he cried, because I, I, I called him on the phone, I told him. He was at my house a few minutes later. He came into my house. He sat on my couch and that was it. He gave me the ministry of presence. Just be there. Everybody says, if you, you know, if you need anything, 
call me or text me. That's not going to work. You're going to have to literally, because when a person is in a state like that, they don't have the energy sometimes. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, to usually pick up the phone and say, hey, I need you to come do this for me. I need this from you. They're so hurt and lost and confused. They don't even know which way is up. So he just came to my house and sat on my couch and just was just there. Just be present. I had other friends. I didn't ask them to do it. They just showed up on my house with a cooked meal. Because let me tell you what, I wasn't getting off the couch to make anybody food. My wife was in no condition to get up on the, in the kitchen and make a meal. We just weren't. We couldn't even barely get off the couch. We're definitely not making food for anybody. That's just the state we were in. And people kept showing up, praying food. And I would highly recommend for the people who know a family member, a friend, even an acquaintance, go do something. Doesn't matter what it is, do something. Because let me tell you what, I had people I didn't even know, complete strangers. Come help me. Was not awkward at all. It was amazing. I felt so connected to a complete stranger in that moment because they cared enough to come help me in my lowest point. They didn't have to. They don't even know who I am. They just know somebody who knows me. They don't know me at all. And so don't ever feel awkward about helping a person who's drowning in grief. Just be the life jacket for them. Mm. I love that. Be the life jacket. Wow. It's so important. I hope people are listening. You know, if you're listening to this now or on the replay, Jesse, you're just, um, you're just a bridge to our healing. Um, I just feel your presence always. And I know that you're so authentic about your journey. And, um, and so that's, what's important, right? Like Eric says, only your story can be told by you. And it's the truth. And, um, and so whatever you're feeling right now, right? If you're listening to this and you're experiencing grief or pain, um, I also want to encourage people, like, don't judge others for maybe not responding the way that you need them to. Because sometimes people are afraid. They don't know what to do. Right? They're also paralyzed, not knowing what the right thing is. So I love that you walked us through that. Uh, because it's really, really important. People are always experiencing loss in our community um, of some of some sort. And, and so we know now the steps, the great step is to just do what's, what you feel is right. And sometimes just being present is all that it takes. Absolutely. Oh, my friend, my friend. <laughs> You have an amazing story. You know, um, no one can feel the loss that you have for your daughter and that pain of those 42 days. And we look at a calendar and we think 42 days, that's, that's six weeks, right? That's nothing. But that changes your life. Those 42 days are the days that meant the most to you. And so now you're using that to really inspire and help the world. Yeah, right. And we appreciate you so much 
for just sharing your journey with us because through your healing, you're going to help many, many, many others understand what the light looks like on the other side. So Jesse, so April 13th is next Tuesday. That is the release of your new book, Losing Faith and Finding Hope. So I want to encourage everyone that's listening to this, go on to uh, all the Facebook pages, go to Amazon, and let's, let's light this up for Jesse. Because finding faith and losing hope finding, losing faith. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking down here. Uh, I was going to share this again so that we can actually see this because I wanted people to see the book. Here we go. Losing faith and finding hope. So this is the cover. When you go to Amazon next Tuesday, April the 13th. This is how you can find this. And I think you're going to find great tools. I also want to remind you to go to Jesse's Facebook page. Um, so if you're not currently in a group, um, you really would like to be a member of Loss of a Loved One. And I'm going to share that again because I think it's a very, very critical um, for anyone. If you have a friend that may also say um, that they need, they need encouragement, that they need a little bit of uh, encouragement for what they're going through. So let's let's light this up for Jesse. Let's make sure that the word gets out. Let's all get copies of this new book and um, and give back to somebody that gives so much to us. Really proud of you, Jesse. Thank you for coming on Everyday Leaders tonight. Thank you for being an everyday leader in your life and shining that light for us. Thank you so much, Melanie. And I just kind of want to share one last thing here, you know, for, for people who are struggling and hurting and feel like it's never going to get better. And that how can they change the world when they're suffering, right? How can you make a difference when you're so trapped in your trauma? You're so covered in the chaos. You're so paralyzed by the pain. I want everybody to remember that a one pound girl that you never met before is changing the world and making a difference. Imagine what you can do. That's a great challenge for all of us to live with. Imagine what we can do. So go out and make a difference. Jesse, thank you very much. Please come back and let us know how things are going with your new book. Will you please? Oh, it'd be my honor. I will definitely be back, Melanie. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. And everyone, please, uh, if you're watching this on the replay, please hashtag replay and let us know what you think about the new book. If you have lived your dash, give us some comments on that as well. And then Losing Faith and Finding Hope is the one that will be coming out on Tuesday, on April the 13th. So don't forget, go and get that, get a copy uh, and let us know.
Jesse, thank you so much. Come back and join us. And remember, everyone, you can do these strategies to become an everyday leader in your life, too. Have a great night. And thank you again, Jesse Cruz, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Melanie. This has been a Joe Studios production.